Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I've worked with thousands of addicts. I've never met one ever who said, I'm good enough, I'm worthy enough, and I just drink for fun. They drink because of the emptiness inside. And the emptiness is the needs that were not met as children, that they're still trying to fill. And so in 1984, I, I saw many things that fascinated me and, and were all to do with this feeling of not enoughness. I began to research the psychology of eating disorders, the psychology of not enoughness, the psych what lies behind addictions. And over maybe four years, I developed my own method of therapy. So I began to collate all the things that really worked for clients. And then I realized you have to become what I call a detective, a good detective. A good detective lays out pictures and they look at them and then they try to work out what's happened in this scene. So I'd be looking at information and working out with the client, not for them. How did you become anorexic? How did you become bulimic? When did you become a hoarder? What happened when you began to have these issues? I never say what's wrong with you. I never even say, how are you feeling? I always say, what happened? Let's track back like a detective what was going on in that moment. And after you've got that information, which is very easy to get when you ask the right questions, the next thing is to become more like a dentist than a detective and you start removing all those toxic beliefs. Look, just because your dad never saw you, just because you were the fifth girl and you should have been a boy, that's not you. You're meant to be you. And then you become a coder and you code in and wire in and fire in better beliefs. Rather like if my computer started to slow down, I'd get an X and you go, it's got a bug in it. I'm going to upgrade your software. But we have a bug in us and we need to upgrade our software. And then in doing that, I realized that really all of my clients could only have one of three things wrong with them. And the three things are always I'm not enough. That's the huge thing. I'm not enough. And if you start from I'm not enough, then you need more. More cake, more drinks, more drugs, more sex, more stuff, more shopping, more followers. <clears throat> because we've got so into I'm not enough and I need more. And it's actually very easy to fix that. The next thing wrong is what I want isn't available. I want love, but I'm not lovable. I want success, but I didn't go to college. I want to be free of depression, but I've got the depression gene or the alcoholic gene. I'm not really convinced they even exist, but 
the belief that I want something so much and I'm going after it, but it's not available. It's this block, these blocking thoughts, these limiting beliefs. And the third one is I'm different, so I can't connect. And that sounds silly, but it's actually the bane of people's lives because we're tribal people, wired to connect, wired to belong, wired to find connection, avoid rejection. But we live in a world now where we connect with our screen and we connect with our phone and it's really damaging people. So I always say, look, don't make it complicated. Look for those three things. You'll find them. And when you look for those, it can only be one of those three things or degrees of it. It just makes life so simple because clients love it when you say, look, the only thing wrong with you is you don't think you're good enough. And that's a belief and here's how it works. You think a thought and the thought makes you feel a feeling and the feeling makes you behave in a certain way which you justify because you think the thought so don't worry about changing the behavior or indeed the feeling changed the thought and i think a lot of conventional therapy is so busy trying to change the behavior or the actions or the feelings when the law of control says it all starts with a thought and so I really like to simplify what makes humans tick because what's the point of making it complicated? How does that help anyone who says, well, I'm messed up and so hard to change and people can't change? It's like, well, that's not correct. Who taught you that? You, from the minute you're born, you're changing. Most of us have had an experience of eating something being violently sick and thought, oh, I could never eat that again. I could never look at whiskey again. There's no way I could ever eat shellfish again. But it's very simple to think a different thought because we own our thoughts and we can change our thoughts. And if we just learn to question, why do I think that? Who told me that was true? Question a thought, upgrade your thought, update your thought. For women especially, all these thoughts, you know, you can never find love after 50. Nobody wants somebody with cellulite. If you're a successful woman, a man won't like you. Well, that's not true. There's lots of women getting married for the first time at 50, including me. Your, your lovability has got nothing to do with the numbers on the scales or the numbers in your clothing label or the numbers on your birth certificate. And you've got to stop all of that and just believe that you're great and you can be even greater when you stop defining who you are by what the numbers say. Most of us, we make a belief without realizing that that belief turns around and makes us. And then we have something called confirmation bias. We now look for proof that that belief is real. So I could have a belief. I'm painfully shy and I can't speak to people. Like that belief is making me now because I stress about speaking to people. I might blush. I avoid situations. And now I'm looking for proof, the confirmation bias. Look, last time I spoke, I went bright red. I got all tongue-tied. That person, I could see they weren't interested. I felt like an idiot. So I better make sure I carry on not speaking. So you have to switch it. I've, I've made a belief, why don't I change that to, I can talk to people, other people do it. I have two ears and one mouth, that means I should listen more, talk less, but I can engage with people. If I can talk to my friends or my pet or someone, I, I can talk to people. I'm, I'm making a different belief. Now I'm looking for confirmation bias of how, oh, I spoke to a guy in the store and they were engaging. And if I can speak to one person, I can speak to many and I can learn. All of my clients' greatest pain 
was the lie they told themselves and the story they bought into. And I say, listen, if you're prepared to tell yourself a lie, which is, if I look at cake, I gain weight, everything I touch falls apart, no one in my family has ever done anything, I've got the depression gene, we don't even know if that's true. That's probably a lie. When the people say, I, I, I've eaten like a horse all weekend, I'm assuming you you peed occasionally, so you didn't really eat non-stop like a horse all weekend. Let's change that. So if your lies are, I gain weight by looking at food, you might as well say, I got a super fast metabolism. My body is a fat burning machine. Is that true? But it doesn't matter because saying you eat like a horse is also not true. But here's how it works. You got a belief. You've made it, it's making you, and you're looking for proofs and make a better belief. And people say, no, it's amazing. I just thought a different thought and everything changed on a dime. You know, procrastination and self-sabotage is nothing more than a reaction to a thought that I'm not enough. So many people are so scared of failing that they think, well, I'm not gonna, I've written a book, but I'll never show it to anyone. I've got an idea, but what if it doesn't work? And when they begin to see, oh, it all tracks back to a thought which I'm free to change, it's very liberating, it's very empowering. So your mind's job is to make your thoughts real. The job of your mind is to listen to your thoughts and to start to make them real. And it doesn't have any choice in that, but your job is to think better thoughts, which makes your mind's job easier. So let's imagine you're saying to your mind, if I get dumped one more time, it will kill me. If one more person ghosts me, that's it. It will ruin my life. If one more person rejects me, I'm just gonna never go out again. Now your mind's job is to make you act in a way that avoids rejection, probably by becoming very solitary, not asking for anything. But if you were to say to your mind, hey mind, you know, I, 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 I love connecting. I'm finding love and love is finding me. Your mind's gonna do a different job. We have to remember something. The mind has no choice but to act on our thoughts. But we have an incredible choice to think better thoughts. And if you could look in your body and see the inflammation, the stress hormones, the cortisol you create from thinking negative thoughts, you would never do it again. So we got to remember our thoughts are not our thoughts. They're a blueprint that our mind, body, and psyche are trying to make real. And if you could only think better thoughts, you'd give your mind an easy job. So it may sound a bit Pollyanna, but actually whatever has gone on in your early childhood, you still can reframe it and say that will never happen again. I always think of your life being like a clock. And if your life was a clock, then your childhood is only the first seven minutes and it can be awful. And I mean, I have clients who tell me stories that are so horrendous, but we're not fragile. Human beings are actually incredibly resilient. And no matter how bad the first seven minutes is, I mean, look at Oprah Winfrey's first seven minutes, you can still make the rest of the clock, the next 53 minutes amazing. One of my clients told me her story, which was that her parents tried to terminate her in the womb because they were very young and they didn't want a baby. And they told her this story and they said, you know, you were so strong and so meant to be. And she said, every time I heard that story, I thought, yes, 
against all the odds I was meant to be here. I must be here for something amazing and she is an amazing person with an amazing career. Very well known. But then another client told me that same story. I found out my parents tried to terminate me and I survived their attempt. And so what point is there? How could I even be anything if my own parents didn't want me? then I'm clearly not worth anything. But the other one said, if my own parents didn't want me and I survived that, I must be worth everything. Are you familiar with Alan Watts? The, I just recently heard an interview where he was talking about near the end of his life. He goes, some days I feel like I'm stuck together by wire and sticky bits of tape. And it makes me think, should I question what I'm doing? And he says, no, I shouldn't question what I'm doing. I, I'm a person like anyone else. And really the show must go on like just because I'm a person who feels these things too, doesn't mean that the teaching needs to end. Do you ever find that when you're working with a client, there's a story that just really rocks you? The, the saddest stories I find are often when I work with teenage boys who never had a father in their life, or I've had a few clients who said, you know, I was an IVF baby, or my mother just found someone, and I don't even know who my dad is. And I worked with a kid a little while ago whose parents had gone to Brazil and adopted him and they loved him very much and they brought him back but he couldn't find his real family they just found him somewhere and he had no ability to trace that family and so his story was I can't find my birth mother or father I don't belong here and I talked to him a bit and said you know darling you have to celebrate being Brazilian you know you can go to Brazil you can learn Brazilian Brazil was actually in the World Cup at the time and you can still find that and when he came back the next time he dyed his hair the color of the Brazilian flag I thought, oh he's really taken that on board and he was a kid that was so lost and so angry with his parents because they hadn't understood that when they took him and gave him a better life, they took him away from what he thought mattered. But then, of course, he realized that he could go to Brazil, embrace his, he might never, and he probably would never find those parents, but he could find the Brazilianness in him. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.